everybody black. <laughs> I am betting on black tonight. I'm rooting for everyone black tonight. I'm rooting for everyone black tonight. Hey, <laughs> that intro just killed me. Hey, um, hey, welcome to Black Mentality. Kind of forgot what I was about to say, but welcome to Black Mentality, where we try to intersect our everyday lives as Black people with our mental health needs. Uh, what does that mean? Basically, just trying to achieve a state of mental well-being whilst being black in this economy yeah (laughs) anyway so this is my very first ever podcast um and it's my very first episode so essentially i sort of wanted to start a podcast talking about black issues yep i said it black i'm talking all black nothing but black literally as my intro mentioned I'm rooting for everyone black. So the reason why I wanted to start this is because I really just want to focus on black mental well-being and obviously talking about black issues as well. By black issues, I'm talking about a lot of things that affect the black community. I know that the black community is not um, a monolith, so we do have to be quite cognizant that sometimes we group everything together. But I'm really referring to, I suppose, just the gross experience as a black person. So I won't necessarily go into um, conversations about our first peoples, mainly because there are podcasts that are doing such a fantastic job that are actually adding on to that nuance. That's something that I can't do, given that I am from an African background. Yeah, I forgot to mention who I am. Yeah. See, I've been thinking about this, actually, whether I should actually use my real name or should I remain mysterious. Just go by BMP, which is Black Mentality Podcast. (laughs) No, actually, um, I'm sure people recognize the voice, but uh, essentially, we'll go with um, Zim Girl for now. Zim Girl, yeah. I think we'll go with that. Um. I don't know. I'd I'd love to hear if people can guess who this is. This is something that um can be a prize, I suppose. But it's a, like I'm not I'm not hiding my identity or anything. It's everywhere. It's plastered everywhere. So um I do have a Twitter account and a Instagram account. It's Black Mentality underscore. Couldn't find anything that was just saying allowing me to have Black Mentality, so I had to put the underscore at the end. But anyway. Firstly, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this land. So I'm coming to you from Darug and Gandagara land. If you don't really know, that's around southwest Sydney. Yeah, so this podcast is definitely motivated by my pro-blackness and just wanting to actually talk about the issues that face the black community in Australia. And then, of course, because we do have globalization you probably hear references from all over the world and given that our own research field about blackness in australia is still quite limited um and again this is not to neglect um what's been done about the our first people's research there so um that's not to negate that because those are different again experiences that they're going through so whilst we might be really able to relate um referring to really i suppose the migrant black population 
Um, and I did say black mainly because I didn't want to exclude anyone um, if I said African. So I am of African background myself. So I'm not going to be specific. Hence the mystification and the... <laughs> mystification what is wow anyway hence the the pseudonym i've gone with which is zim girl a eh? very creative isn't it <laughs> no um yeah i'm zimbabwean background love the country can partially relate to it um given that i have been in australia for a long time so that is a bit of a it's a topic for another day really about this identity um, acceptance that I've had to sort of work through. Um, but yeah, back to what I was trying to say about the podcast. Um, you'll see that I go on tangents quite a bit. I, I do have to admit. So if you don't like that, do let me know. However, because it is my podcast now, <laughs> I will take feedback on board because that is something that I would like to try to engage my audience in, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, so I was kind of thinking of how to go about this podcast and sort of get something out of it because that's something I'm always looking towards whenever I'm well, listening to other podcasts or any program that I'm listening to. I want to sort of get something out of it, um, whether it is entertainment, laughing value wise, or whether it is some sort of form of education. So big up to Kelechi Nokov. Oh, wow, I can't even say it. Wow, she's gonna, she's gonna be like, so you you love my podcast, but you don't know me. Like, if she even responds. <laughs> but anyway, um, Kalachi, I love her podcast, and No White Saviors. Gosh, damn. Oh, Lord, I tell ya, like I listened to that, and I was like, bruh, I thought I knew this topic, but clearly, I learned more. Mm, that's another. Yeah, no, I will definitely get to that at another time but um yeah no um back to what i was trying to say so i kind of thought about yeah how i want people to get something out of this so basically have little segments that i'm thinking of um to actually to sort of stimulate some sort of thinking but again remember my focus is about black issues and mainly how to maintain a, a sense of well-being mentally in this economy like i said so um it's not just talking about like the problematic issues really about trying to find solutions and again i'm not saying that this this is the right solution it could be the right solution for someone but not necessarily the other person and that's exactly how we sort of journey into this world we trial and error a lot of these things and mental well-being can be achieved in various ways so it's just about trying to figure out um one way that works for others and the, the, again i'm speaking on my perspective about certain things that i've done i do have a professional background in mental health so i do have to say that i kind of have to make this disclaimer that this is not professional advice do not dare say that you've been advised by me because i will deny it till i die and anyway i'll play this this part in particular again i'll be like i never said you specifically because you have your own circumstances so just remember that i never said you i never said you so yeah i just wanted to make that clear um don't want to make people end up claiming that they were given wrong advice again 
this is not taking into account your circumstances so just remember this is very general conversational um tones to this okay anyway um (laughs) so yeah like i was saying the segments that i kind of want to sort of think about were food for thought for example i'm just rolling it out as i go having a bit of food for thought which is mainly uh, i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be pro-black related quotes and then just talking through them in a way like right now i'm just thinking yeah i actually came across because i do I, i do really love looking at um influential black people of the past and myself i don't know why i said myself because i was gonna say like myself included and what what did you mean i'm i'm the influential black person no no i'm kidding <laughs> um no but i kind of do think highly of myself but hey let's just uh wait until we get to that level you know <laughs> um Anyway, so one of the quotes I was actually delving on um, and sitting on for a while uh, because I really, really actually love this person as well, Nina Simone. So she once said, to me, we are the most, let me, should I even try and say it in her, in her way? Oh, no, 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 I'm I'm not, I couldn't, but I can sing this on my skin is black. Oh, wow. Okay. I I thought that sounded all right. But anyway. Nina Simone said, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the world, black people. I mean that in every sense, outside and inside. Oh, that speaks to me. The reason why I chose that quote, as you can tell, is really about pro-blackness and is really about emphasizing how beautiful inside and outside we are as black people and i kid you not the reason why i chose this is because i think sometimes we forget our own worth and it's actually quite interesting because um i was this is kind of highlighting my my need for information um well i'm someone that likes to like read and find out information if i don't know something um but the other day i heard something on a podcast about how uh vikings and celtics were actually black in the first instance and that they've they're not always um the the pure white breed as um white supremacists like to say so i did go around looking and um it was interesting because i couldn't really find a lot of information about it but when i did because i was looking more so to see if there was anything in literature um i did see that yeah there were black celtics and black vikings and that was so interesting because i was like damn this has been really excluded from history like you would never have believed that because the way that people move when they talk about vikings and celtics may but anyway yeah so there's a lot to learn about our history that we still don't know and i'm sure some other people definitely um do know because they are quite conscious and really want to actually understand where their humble beginnings came from but i was just really like blown away by that like so yeah the quote really is just about acknowledging our worth and really our physicality i know our physicality is always highlighted because low sexualization of black women but (laughs) not just that but of course there's black athletes as well that are always sensationalized and um, glamorized you know um 
Um, nothing wrong with that, of course, um, if it's coming from a genuine place of love. Um, but I'm just more so pointing out that, like, in terms of physicality, there's never been a lack of its emphasis. Um, so it's also great that she highlights that inside and out. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so that's kind of a segment I'm thinking about, um, having that pro-black quote section. You know what I mean? Called food for thought. And I was like, should I bring in, like, say Sadza for thought or something? But then I'm like, nah, people ain't gonna know what Sadza is. But hey, people, at least my people would know, right? Sadza. Sadza for thought. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I'm just like cracking myself. This is why I decided to do a podcast by myself, by the way, because I was like, you know what? I wanted to do it with someone because like, oh, actually, I was going to do it with my cousin because like we both have, interestingly, very polar opinions about certain things. But then at the same time, we get along on certain topics. We're, okay, we're really good. I think the best way to describe it is we're really great at agreeing to disagree and the main I suppose dynamic of our relationship is that you can have these discussions and not necessarily be on the same page and I think that's fantastic and this is again I'm promoting that kind of conversation where it's like I'm not necessarily coming to you and being like I'm talking at you okay besides the point that I am actually talking at you right now I would also like to interact with people which um Again, this is why I made the um, social media platforms like my Twitter account and my Insta page, which Instagram, oh man, Insta, mate, Insta is work, man, Insta is work. But anyway, I've got Insta and Twitter account, black mentality underscore. So that will be a platform for us to actually have a conversation and I welcome all types of conversations. Again, this is a discussion, not necessarily trying to say hey you're the wrong person or this is the wrong thing that you're saying Uh, this podcast though I do have to make it clear that I am um, essentially really talking about black issues and I'm talking about black people and I'm saying with my chest that it is a podcast for all shades binaries orientation of blackness (laughs) Um, in saying that doesn't mean that like not everyone is welcome to actually having a discussion on it because that's how people learn you know what I mean so yeah anyway I'm trying to make sure that like it's not going to be long too so I'm trying to make make it about maybe 20 to 30 minutes we'll see how it goes of course I want to have guests too because um as much as I love my voice, I believe we can have some people that can talk to. And that way you guys know that I have friends. I'm not just a loner at home. But hey, even if I'm a loner at home, in this climate, in this day and age of quarantining and chilling, this is my life. This is permissible. This is totally normal. Okay. <laughs> Wow, I wasn't about to cry or anything. Anyway, then I want to have a segment as well. I'm trying to be cute and be like Issa, Issa Rae from Insecure, where I'm like gonna. Well, I want to focus on black again, excellence, black excellence music again, really shining the lens on black related events, creativity, um, 
um, research, uh, academia, anything to do with blackness, really, where I kind of just want to highlight the positives, really. And so with this segment, um, I think I'm going to call it Betting on Black because Issa, our dearest Issa, said that she's rooting for everyone black. Yeah, I'm betting on black tonight. <laughs> the way I love Issa Rae is ridiculous because you know what? She represents a lot of people that um I suppose she's the first person there, black excellence wise. <laughs> or the first black person I'm betting on is Issa Rae because she really wanted to represent um a different persona of blackness again we always have this monolith that black people are cool and stuff but she was like let me highlight that there are the awkward black girls and i i can say with my chest easter girl you definitely did that for us man like i know i went through my stage like i'm not gonna lie i had a phase where um i can't remember the name of the song but it was like, cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey, it was my punk rock stage, okay? And I regret nothing. It made me who I am now. <laughs> but, um, um, <clears throat> oh wow, I just made myself laugh, like actually crying. But, um, no, um, <laughs> Papa Roach, that was the name of the band, Papa Roach, yes. And I think the song must be Cut My Life Into Pieces or something. Last Resort, no, it was called Last Resort, yeah. Oh, I fully remember it now. But anyway, back to Betting on Black. I actually did have a, like a nomination per se. Again, this is something that you guys can bring on in as well and actually tell me who it is that you're betting on. Um, the... I suppose the criteria is that they're black and they're they're Australian. <laughs> We're trying to work with with that first, actually highlighting the best that's going on in our own community, um, in our own backyard. You know, as we would say around here. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was. I, you know, when you try to do an accent and then like it literally backfires because you start doing something else. I don't know. And besides, I don't know what accent I have, but like I would just like to say it's a Tracy. I just revealed my name. <laughs> it's the special. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, I did have a nomination. Um, it's a bit of a, <clears throat> it's a bit of a sad one though because of what recently happened. Um, but basically, I wanted to shed a light on um, um, a young man who unfortunately was murdered. Um, quite recently I won't mention the murderer's name as that is taking away from his legacy but um, he was a Victorian Victorian University valedictorian and civil engineer his name was Joe Malet Manoa um, Sudanese background and his legacy was cut short um, however he had really set out to achieve um, a magnitude of goals for example being valedictorian really is highlighting his intellectual capacity there and um <clears throat> it, it's it's quite saddening that this is his life was quite short in a way um i, I just hope that justice is actually served for him because um as you know 
black bodies are usually disrespected even in death as well but i do hope that um yeah you're you're resting in peace and um we we do want to let you know that like um your legacy will continue on in that we will remember that you were trying to achieve quite a lot with in your short-lived life but he he was doing bits like he definitely um again for you to really achieve a valedictorian status and to be a civil engineer as well and to really um try to sort of work through a lot of things i suppose academically and also uh, professionally is highlighting that you you are of black excellence yeah so i know i kind of took a grim turn there but um it needed to be done and needed to really sort of um, bet on black in a way but it's it's unfortunate that this is what happens sometimes and then the other segment that I wanted to talk about uh, I feel like I'm gonna have like several segments uh, million and one anyway so the main part which is uh, talking about um, black matters um, <laughs> oh the intersection again between the mental health side in terms of how to actually achieve your mental well-being whilst being black which is going through those things of being black is really yeah something i actually want to highlight so the first one is let's talk black that's my title i've decided to give it it'll probably change depending on how i feel but today it is let's talk black so this is a segment that tries to highlight issues black people face and in a way how we can actually then try individually as black people or as a black person to actually work through certain things like that so for example today uh, i think a great topic will be why i chose the name black mentality and why i said that this is a podcast for black people because it's one observation I've made that um, generally as black people in Australia, we find it difficult. Um, I say we, but like I've been through that too. I'm not going to lie. And so I, I say we in that we find it difficult to say with our chest that this is for black people. Like I've made this product for black hair. I've, I've done this program for black people, created this space for black women or black men or black children we find it very difficult to be like this is our own thing and again this is not a unanimous an idea or thought it's more so just that it's an observation that i've seen that's quite overwhelming so yeah i just wanted to touch on how that we really should um try to start move like start moving away from that sense of feeling guilty or feeling the need to say that we are inclusive and diverse as well or having our safe spaces that we create uh, being viewed or critiqued as um segregatory like i think we have enough of that with that actually us trying to create safe spaces for ourselves and the idea behind safe spaces as a lot of people do know is that it is actually a haven in a way for for us as black people to actually be free of um i suppose the whiteness that's, that's the best way i can put it it's to be free of whiteness because essentially in a white dominated society and this is not just to say the people themselves but a society where whiteness is the dominant culture and where you are expected to actually 
be very, very integrated within that whiteness as a culture, it really makes you park or makes you feel like you have to park one side of you, which is mainly, again, your blackness. And your blackness comes in all shapes, sizes and forms. So a lot of the times we are, oh, I use my hands quite a lot. <laughs> By parking, I mean, when you go to work, sometimes people are code switching. And if you don't know what code switching is, code switching is when you adopt this um, persona that is a palatable model in the white space. So essentially, that's having a white voice. People, black people know what this is. I'm sure some people are not going to realize it. But you're having a white voice, sort of um, not exactly behaving the way that you would amongst other people that are black or ethnic. Almost changing your personality to fit in this model that says, again, very different from professionalism. It's more so that it's it's talking about cultural nuances, leaving that behind so that you are fitting in this model at work that is very much, again, a white dominated space. Yeah, so the reason for this podcast is really proclaiming unapologetically that this is really trying to aim to reach black Australians of all shades, binaries and orientation, like I mentioned before. And we really are trying to sort of talk about the states of mental well-being so in terms of um why safe spaces um uh, are something that we do need and um actually let me offer my thoughts before i get to that let me offer my thoughts on why i think that as black people we can't say that this is for black people this is a black business type of thing with our chests definitely like um multifaceted conversation there because i can't just answer it in like in one way but a lot of it is to do with guilt um again a lot of it as well is a bit of gonna come out as controversial but almost like a bondage that as black people we can't be having our own things but in saying that we can another reason could be again this is just me listing off things and not being inclusive of everything so before anyone comes for me which i welcome <laughs> and i actually want to foster a d- dialogue and another reason why we we say we can't say it with our chests that this is a black space is that there's that desire to being a white supremacist agent that um we we really need to be inclusive of everyone we need to include everyone because we're we're not trying to move back to that world where we were segregated by race um however in saying that there are there are reasons why some people do think that safe spaces are segregated given that their friends who are from other from a white race or other ethnic group might not be welcomed as well But in saying that, safe spaces are quite crucial for our mental well-being and I do encourage a lot of people to actually engage in um, sort of having their own safe spaces. Safe space could be a friendship group. It doesn't necessarily need to be a network where you're getting money for, but you could also do that. Um, Safe spaces are crucial for our mental well-being and the reason why I say that is because, again, this we deal with a lot of things in our daily life as black people, whether it's like I was going to say whether it's racism it is racism but we we face a lot of racism daily um and this doesn't have to necessarily be overt it can be in the form of uh, microaggressions in people it could be in the or in in their facial expressions or even in their mannerisms towards you 
it could be as well in the form of media like you don't necessarily think think so but in media we're receiving messages that are questioning our humanity most of the time and this is something that you definitely need to be quite cognizant of next time when you're also watching um something just to be like whoa what is this message that's being portrayed by whatever it is that i'm watching like is it actually validating my existence or is it trying to invalidate my existence so but by media i'm mainly talking about the news the news is not a, it's not the best source in terms of like trying to say anything positive about blackness like oh my gosh anyway i'm not even going to get there because i'm trying to focus on mental well-being and how you can actually achieve your mental well-being by having safe spaces like i said it can be um spaces where it's with your friends or it can be spaces where um you're actually networking with people like um i know in uh, in new south wales and i'm sure this is an australian wide initiative there's the african professionals network where you sort of do go around and actually meet like-minded people in terms of professionals and get connected in that way i know i've attended a few um the network meetings and that's been actually fantastic but yeah because i'm also like i said i'm a person that likes to learn through <laughs> research <laughs> i do like factual information but then in saying that race related stuff is very difficult to find factual information because a lot of the times you don't have a lot of research in this space when it comes to racism and especially the effects of racism on our mental health um there are some stuff but um in terms of why safe spaces are actually crucial for our mental well-being i did sort of peruse the internet came across a book called navigating multicultural europe um after looking through some papers that were talking about um space safe spaces for uh, black people it was mainly in the american context when it was talking about like church with aids and stuff like that and some that were kind of like nodding at um black women black girls as well but not necessarily talking about like safe spaces um and blackness so the reason why i sort of um i'm talking about this book is that um there was a chapter in there where it's discussing networks and safe spaces for black women um in that section it actually highlighted that we know we know this fact that black people face daily racism in whatever form shape or size again this is microaggressions or this could be um indirect messages from the media or even very direct things again if someone's calling you an n-word as you walk past or something again we don't necessarily face overt racism in australia however there is a lot of systematic structures there as much as i love australia it is actually still quite racist in in, in essence because if you think about our first people you will know that they've really gone through a lot and there's actually a lot of podcasts that actually have those particular nuances that i can't as an african descendant talk about really so if you're ever wanting to listen to um podcasts um from the first peoples um there's wild black women that's a, a great one there's the ash podcast that's another great one there's blackademia and then there's let's talk pretty for an aboriginal so those are actually pretty great in terms of like they're they're quite diverse there's entertainment wise they talk about like all these other things as well like in like uh, indigenous populations in um 
in research, um, in academia. Um, I think Wild Black Women was the entertainment podcast as well. Pretty for an Aboriginal, those stereotypes that they try to break down in a way. So yeah, it's great. I think it's it's a those are great podcasts to refer to about uh, the traditional owners of this land. But like I was saying before, so yeah, we do face it in a lot. Yeah, again, tangent. Gosh, guys. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, we know uh, they also highlighted in that chapter that it's quite disproportionate. Uh, dis- uh, wow, English had just left me. Anyway, <laughs> that is quite disproportionate to any other ethnic group. And that as black women, we have an added layer of facing sexism from not just the wider population, but our immediate community as well. So this was quite interesting because it's a European context. However, it's something that I think black women can relate. So the reason why I kind of chose this is because they were mainly arguing for political representation. Um, So they created this group called the Black European Women's Council. And from that, they actually then identified that this was now an actual safe space for a lot of these women that had joined this because they heralded the space as a place where they could actually have conversations and they felt included and less invisible compared to how they felt whenever they were in a political space when they were trying to actually get there. Whoa, I didn't even take a breath just to say that, but you go what I meant. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's quite interesting that like, that is how some safe spaces are perceived but safe spaces really are there to sort of um, maintain your emotional peace and also trying to seek refuge somewhere where you can actually be the truest form of yourself wow english is escaping me now it is clearly time for me to go i've got another example but like I, I yeah it's time for me to go because english language has left the building for today Anyway, I even want to, th- yeah, I was even thinking of like having games too, eh? Like about how black are you? <laughs> and that's not by skin tone, by the way, before anyone says, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of it. Like that's kind of what I just wanted to talk about and like see what you guys think. I really hope that like you enjoy this. Wow. I did say I was going to talk for 30 minutes, but like, damn Trey, Zim girl. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> Whoa. I am bad at this, like, trying to be mysterious and whatnot. But hey, like, if I can be anything, let's, let's just be... Let's let's just l- love each other for who we are. I don't know why I added that in. But, um... Yeah, so that was Black Mentality, guys. And, um... Do tell me... Um, do definitely add in what you... Th- thought about what I said and I, I always really want to foster a dialogue about these particular issues where it's like okay do you think black people have a hard time to say with their chest that this is a black only thing so I'm talking about in the Australian context so do send me a DM send me a tweet talk to me please <laughs> um, but yeah just just send me something just to create this dialogue because I'm, I'm i'll be really interested to know you know like um 
what you guys think as well because is it something where I'm I suppose I'm only viewing it from one perspective which is something that I do not promote when it comes to a particular argument that there are multiple perspectives to always view things from so do you let me know but aside from that guys cheerio have a lovely lovely weekend bye